Hello, and welcome once again to Pack Tactics Season 3, Kobolds in Space. This is a homebrew 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons campaign with a bunch of things picked and chosen from... You know how there there's fusion places that make food from a whole bunch of different cultures? This is that game that's D&D form. But moving forward, I'm Crash. I'm going to be your DM for the evening. And tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome, incredible people, including Archbeth hanging out in chat. Craig, always listening, forever listening, always paying attention to everything you do, every step you take, every move you make. I'm creeped out oh, now. No. Also, oh, no. Oh, no. Far less creepy, Ellie, Eo, Jen, Matt, and Cindy. So I should probably stop talking. What happened last week? Nothing. We found trees. Trees. I caused forest fires. <laughs> <clears throat> Which is a lot less amusing to me now than it was at the time, considering. Well, you didn't just go into a forest to start fires. And was it last week or the week before where Zeely made it to the moon? Um, I don't know. Technically there was speaking, they had no Zeely... game last week. But yeah, the week before last, Zeely did make it to the moon. Okay. I talked right over EO. I'm apologizing. I said there was a brief Zeely appearance. And I mean brief because she was invisible for a portion of it. I must have missed this. I don't remember this. It was very temporary. Uh, right as the whole gang was getting together to head out. Actually, you... That's right. You missed this because you yeah, weren't I here wasn't... for it. Right. Zax wasn't here for this. Zax is canonically not anywhere near the rest of the party right now. Right. I don't know where I ended up, because as you said, I wasn't here, but, um, yeah. You ended up comforting Dax, who was temporarily plant food. Oh, yeah. But where did I end up with Dax? I don't think I went out to fight the trees, right? No, at the main moon base. Main area, okay. Yeah. Dax was having an episode of Nopes. Okay. Which is fair, all things considered. Yeah. That's why I don't remember this. Okay. Yeah. So the party has successfully killed some trees, and it was noted that one of the branches looked very much more like a Neogi leg than a tree branch, and that is where we ended it two weeks ago, and last week we took a week off. So we are starting up right where we left off. All right, let's burn these things. I think you did it. Burn it again? I think okay. I have a fire elemental spirit handy, still. Uh, he could do very well at burning things. I've got alchemist fires here somewhere. Just, if these things are another variant of Neogi, then it's like, kill it twice to be sure. Ah, here we go. I put it in the same jar as the green slime. Uh, it's super effective. Are you I, sure? I have so many questions. Do we want it to be super effective in that way? Well, it, it's we sort of... It's super effective in that the green slime doesn't spread very far because one of the things that destroys it pretty well is fire. Okay, um, how about I take a look in the jar? You might want to lower a blast shield first. Oh yeah, here, let me put my welding mask on. Yeah, I don't think anyone here has any doubt that Chroma did in fact have a built-in blast shield for their half plate. (laughs) Honestly... I feel like the shield Chroma carries around might be a miniature blast shield. I'm going to put air quotes around the word miniature there, but yes, go ahead. Uh, so you take a peek in, and it looks very much like a green slime. You've seen these before. It also smells sort of not unlike your grinder special. Quick question. Yeah? Is your alchemist's fire your grinder special? Uh... I have a very strong suspicion that I cannot prove, due to ongoing litigation, that Alchemist Fire is in fact one of the ingredients for Gear Grinder Special. Oh! Okay! For, for any additional inquiries, you will have to speak to my attorney. Well, I can Who is the dog? Produce, <laughs> I can produce flame of my own power and say, so yeah, let's burn these things and then check to see how Zeely's doing with negotiations, even though they already agreed to join. The dog is saying, objection, 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 objection. 
overruled. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've got to follow my own rules. That's inspiration. I had it already. <laughs> then you get nothing. Willy Wonka Dutchif. I got the joy of making you laugh. That warms my cold, dead middle school teaching heart. But also, I think what we should do is maybe go take a long rest since um, some of us are injured and very low on spell slots, and by some of us, I mean me. I think a All significant right. amount of the party used up a lot of their spell slots this time. And I mean, Nira used up her spell slots getting us over here, but she's injured too. I could do with a power cycle. So, uh... So, yeah, let's get back in the Red Star and head back to base and take a nap. Okay, give me a second. And the jar is tossed. Oh! And as soon as Ertos tosses it, they make a beeline for the Red Star. (laughs) I I also make a beeline. (laughs) Me too. I don't want to be... Let's go. You're about three quarters of the way to the Red Star when you hear a muffled... Cool cobalts don't look back at explosions. <laughs> That's why I looked. Was it cool? Uh, need further testing. I, I'm very disappointed about the lack of coverage. The question is, do I add more green slime or more alchemist fire? You could yes. add both. Ooh, good idea. I like these long pauses that will be edited out, but in the meantime, all the players <laughs> are thinking, what do I say after that? <laughs> There was actually a moment on Saturday where a statement was made by Millie's character where I just sat there with my mouth agape. I was there for that. You were there for that, <laughs> yes. You were, in fact, there for that. And the word that was said was yummy. Yes. <laughs> Moving forward, it is an uneventful trip back to the moon base. When you land, it looks very much like you left it because you weren't gone for very long. And now it's up to you to tell me what you're doing. So should we go to sleep or check on Seely first? Sleep first, I think. Yeah, um, mom's gonna do whatever mom's gonna do. Mom's gonna mom. If everything's going well, then it won't hurt to have a couple extra hours between... It won't hurt to wait a couple extra hours. And if everything's not going well, I would rather be well-rested to deal with after. Fair enough. And if everything's not going well in an immediate way, things will be on fire. And then we'll notice. (laughs) On perhaps the gripping hand, if things aren't going well for Zeely, then there may not be a whole lot we can do. And on an additional gripping hand, and I'm very concerned about how many (laughs) hands are attached right now. (laughs) If things are going well for Zeely, you might find that everything is still on fire. That's true. Okay. Well... If we're all done stalling, you may press the long rest button and breathe a sigh of relief as all of your spell slots and hit points return to you. Probably do that for my characters. All right. So I guess oh, I next thing is... I don't need to reset my armor class. That is my armor class. <laughs> so I guess the next thing is we check to see how the resurrecting the new kobolds is going and see if Zeely's still here. Okay. Uh, Zax. Uh-huh. You are woken up by Molo. What's up, Molo? I was yeah. taking a nap. Uh, yep, yeah, so was I, and Ertos woke me up. Uh, apparently, uh-huh. it was a bit of a problem with the ships, and we kind of agreed that it was your expertise that might be needed. You need me to lift something heavy? Kind of, sort of. Okay, um, let me check out my brother here and see if he's okay. Hey, Dax? Your, your brother's you sleeping doing? like a baby. Sleeping like what? Sleeping like a baby. Okay. The the quiet, peaceful, don't want to disturb them, baby. Not the, okay. oh my gosh, <laughs> I need to change their diaper without waking them or it's going to be hell to pay, baby. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to let him be and I'm going to go with Molo to wherever I need to pick up a heavy thing. Okay. It's the ships. I need to pick up the ships? Uh, Maybe don't. I said it was kind of, sort of. But um, okay. just, just take a look at, at the legs. All right, I look at the legs. What Give do me I a perception see? check. Perception check. Okay, let me do that. Um, I don't know why I'm not dropping out of this voice for Molo, but, you know, whatever. And I have <laughs> no idea why you're posting these images, Ellie. I'm a little concerned. <laughs> I got a 10. Okay. Uh, well, yep, they look like legs. Yeah, there's, yeah, legs. Okay. What am I missing? You, mm, 
Would you say that the Red Star's legs tend to look that veiny? Oh, that's not right at all. No. No, they're not. What is it? Um, we don't know. Erto said that it might be an animal or a vegetable, but it might also be a mineral. I don't know. I don't think minerals get veiny. Oh, well, maybe they do. Some rocks do. That's what I've heard. Yeah, that yeah, was we, his we had to pick up reasoning. a bunch of rocks this early, a while back, and some of them had that. So. Yeah. Um, anyway, it went into the ground and went around the landing gear for a bunch of the angel ships as well. So we're going to need to deal with it some way or another. All right. I guess I could try to pull it off of that. Maybe. I don't know if that'll break the legs of the ship. Um. Have you tried yet, Molo? No. Okay, well, um... But I also don't have two magical items that increase my strength to above 20. <laughs> okay, well, I'll give it a try. Okay. I'm going to go over and like try to pull on one of those, whatever these things are. Okay, give me a strength check. All right. I've got a 13. Apparently, I'm tired. <laughs> okay, you are able to pull a handful of it away from the leg of the ship. It's very stretchy. Okay. As you're pulling it, it begins to glow. Uh Uh-oh. And when you let go, it snaps back into place, and it continues to glow for a little bit longer, but then the glow fades. What is it? Bad. Yeah. I've been calling it bad. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I I think so. Do you know where are my... I'm going to go into the ship and see if my group is in there. That's up to where they tend to sleep. Hmm? I like to sleep on the ship. Unless I've fallen asleep in my lab on the base. I'm sure that's <laughs> never happened. Oh. So everyone's I, sleeping? Yeah, I sleep on the ship, too. Okay. Now I have this mental image of going into Chroma's workshop and seeing Chroma, like, slumped over top of some intricate electronic device, a small pile of drool pooling on an area that's supposed to be kept dry at all times. Oh. So now I gotta wake him up. Mm. I am Not awake. that lever. Uh, okay, Chroma's almost awake. Um, Alright, so those of you that are awake, there's some kind of weird plant, animal-ish, glowy thing that's, like, taken over the legs of the ship, and it's really stretchy. Um, Is it animal, mineral, or vegetable? Yes, uh, I'm not sure. Um, maybe well, not a mineral. Minerals aren't stretchy, it, are they? I don't think so. Is everything on fire? No. Not yet. Cool. Not- well, no, but there is a glowy thing wrapped around the legs of the ship. Wait, there's what? Yeah. Come outside. Check this out. Okay. So I go over and I want to try to pull on the, the thing again to show Chroma. Okay, give me what another strength check. What does it look like? It looks like... Oh, I got a 22. Okay. Well, I will tell you what happens in just a teeny little bit, but to answer Chroma's question. Yes. What it looks like is before it gets pulled on, it looks like there are veins that are growing on the outer surface of the legs of the ship. If you didn't know that they are not part of the construction of the Red Star, you would think, ah, that's an odd detail to include in because it almost looks like it belongs there other than the fact that you know that it doesn't. Um, the Red okay. Star was made to look very organic, and this looks very organic. Okay, so maybe there's some kind of vines, and I should get Nerian Zenosha. However, before you finish saying this, Zach's rolled over a 20. Yep. You did significantly better this time. These things are not designed to withstand over a 20. Oh. <laughs> in regards to someone trying to tear them off. Uh, they glow far brighter. And I'm going to ask the two of you to make constitution saving throws as okay. I roll for JR because JR was out there too. Oh, okay. no. Well, JR got a 20, a dirty 20. I got 19 plus 7 for a 26. Oh, you're good too. I'm going to use a luck point. Ugh. Well, your luck point made it slightly better. You are going to take 7 points of damage. Zax, you are taking 3 points of damage. It is force damage. It is what? Force force damage. damage? Whatever this thing is that is wrapped around the leg of the ship explodes oh no the bottom of this particular leg below now the good news is you're a kobold 
you're not very tall. The ship is very, very tall. So you didn't end up breaking off that much of the leg. However, you did break off a part of the leg <laughs> from the explosion. The whole ship okay, rocks okay, okay, backwards okay. from the blast and then rocks towards the broken leg because it's not there anymore. Well, the bottom part isn't. Give, oh. Is it still there? Are you holding it? Is there any of it left? Give it to me. There are fragments uh. scattered about. Also, oh, no. I think it's safe to say everyone else who was on the ship is certainly awake at this point. Yeah. I'm rushing outside to see what's going on. Zenosha, we found explosion mines. Hi, Neri. Sorry to wake you up like that. I didn't know it was going to blow up so big. Explosion finds That. Legs! Chroma, take a deep I breath and start from the beginning. No, Molo found him first, came to get me, and, and uh, I tried pulling it off earlier, and it kind of turned glowy and stretched back, and then I went in, and, you know, everybody you see here came out to see it. I pulled on it again, and boom. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I didn't know it was going to boom. It's right, not I'll... just on the Red Star, it's on the Angel Ships, too. It kind of yeah, spread this, underground. Yeah, this is like a plague or something. I'll take a look and try to figure out what I can figure out about this. Should I yeah. roll a nature check yeah. or something else? I feel like as a druid, you could roll a nature check. Uh, nature and survival. Okay, now nature and survival are going to reveal different things. Uh, what was the survival check? I was asking which one I should roll. Oh, well, you decide which one you want to roll, but what gets revealed is going to be different depending okay. on what you roll. Uh, with an 18, I can honestly say that you've never seen something like this before. However, you have seen various things with attributes that are similar to this uh, in your travels and in your studies and in the various books that perhaps a certain uh, knowledge-loving mentor required you to read on occasion with homework. <laughs> you have heard of vines that would spring up out of the ground and go around things that were sleeping to ensnare them. You have heard of various plants that can store energy and release it when threatened. This seems to do a combination of the two. And All right. I see a 14 for survival check from Neri. Uh, what you're getting with a 14 on survival is it looks like you're stuck because you don't see a convenient way for prying this stuff off. Breaking it would do the job, but breaking it breaks what it's wrapped around. I have an idea. Okay. Um, I want to roll... I want to roll investigation. I know these things are explosive. I'm... I want to figure out if freezing them will make them go boom or not go boom. That's an interesting question. Go ahead and roll um, investigation. And I say investigation because... Because I, that's probably the closest skill for knowledge of explosives. You are a tinker, and investigation is the skill we're using for tinkering. And that's also a 27. It's one away from a crit. Dag nabbit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, okay, with this role, I know all things. I know the genetic makeup of this. You want me to clone some of it? I've got that. It's in my wheelhouse now. Nope, sorry. So close. <laughs> you only cloned the mitochondrial DNA. You now know it's lineage. <laughs> Neat. Actually, that's not true because that's not what you were investigating. You were investigating whether or not you could freeze it. So you found an innocuous bit of it, probably on one of the scraps that had survived the explosion. I'm, again, using air quotes when I use the word survived. And pulled out a can of compressed Freon or equivalent and sprayed it to see what would happen. And it looks like whatever's inside of it that helps to keep it sort of springy, stretchy, might also work as an antifreeze. Uh, all right, so freezing it to kill it probably isn't working. I no longer have an idea. I'm going to find a leg that isn't near anybody, and instead of pulling on the vines... I'm going to use my dagger to cut into it. Not cut all the way through. Just make a, make a cut in it. Okay. Give me a dexterity check. I would also accept sleight of hand. It's the same number. Woof. That's a nine. Okay. Give me a constitution save. Oh. Uh, 21. Oh, good. You're taking half damage. That's five points of force damage. And now this is that one table 
that exists in every classroom. Sometimes there's more than one of them that's like that, where anyone who sits anywhere at it, it wobbles, and you don't know which of the legs is shorter because there's actually more than one. When you went to cut into it uh, with the roll that you made, you cut a bit too deep too fast. You did very briefly see it start to glow right as the dagger hit it, but it might not have been because it started right as you were nicking it. It might have been because you nicked it too hard. Okay. And it blew up. And it blew up a little bit. And you now have two damaged legs. All right. Yeah, this is going to be a problem. Whoops, sorry. One or two of us knows Mold Earth, right? If by that you mean I can pick up large boulders and put them places, yes, I do know Mold Earth. (laughs) Thank you, that is potentially helpful, though not in this particular situation. Um... I have Mold Earth. Okay, so these things go down into the ground? Yep. Can you mold the earth away from... Do you want me to use magic to dig a hole? Yeah, I want you to use magic to dig a hole without um, touching this stuff because it's not made of earth. All right, worth a shot. I want to see how far down it goes. Okay. Well, I'm not going to require a roll for this because uh, whatever these vines are, they are not earth and therefore are immune to mold earth. So you are successfully able to just take the earth and sort of sweep it out of the way. Imagine, if you will, it's an archaeological dig, and Zenosha is there with a very wide paintbrush. (laughs) Only, don't imagine that, because that takes far more time than what Zenosha actually does. Uh, You don't clear all of it away before you see that about a foot below the surface, it spreads and branches out like a full network of webs. Should we try killing it? I can cast Blight again. So, um, that certainly sounds like a plan. I'm going to watch this plan from over here. JR, would you like to join me over here? I would like to see from here. JR, you may really want to look at this plan from over here. JR, you think it's going to blow up. would you like to also join me over here? Hang on just a second. Chroma, would you also like to join me over here? Before... Max, would you like to... So, Molo is <laughs> basically inviting you one at a time to stand at a safe Gary, distance. Gary, what were you saying? Before Zenosha casts Blight, I run up into the red star and grab the spyglass so that JR has something to look through. I wasn't saying I was going to. It was a suggestion. Yeah, but we all agreed to it, I think. Yeah, I mean... The explosions seem to be happening at the damaged point. Presumably, if we could find the source, we or at least a further... De- whatever part attaches to this part, we might be able to bring the ship up into the air unattached to the ground. And, um, well, we could at least get the Red Star free and set it somewhere this stuff doesn't dig into. Yeah, but this thing's grabbing the angel ships, too. If anyone else has ideas, I'm open, but my only two ideas are... My idea didn't work. I mean, it works a little, but not in a good way. My idea is look for the source. Could we, like... This kind of sprang up overnight. Yeah, I don't know where you put the the ships to get But we should treat the symptom first. Ah, Right, so, um... What if we, like... It's just on the legs of the ship, right? It's not taken over the ship yet? It has wrapped up each of the legs. Okay, so... It's still on the upper halves of the legs that are broken, but it's on every leg. Let's try Blight, and then we can brainstorm other ideas. Okay. Um... I'm gonna go be a blast shield for (laughs) Zenosha. Much appreciated. Uh So, Blight has a range of 30 feet. That is exactly how close I am from the vines. Okay. Because I so want as much distance as I can. Yeah. So I'm going to stand I, right in front of you. Can to, I vote we not kill the ones that are right on the ship? Can I vote we kill the area below them? I was thinking I'd cast light on the ones we dug up with Mold Earth. Right. Excellent. So, okay. I'll I'll cast Blight. And okay. So you were using Mold Earth 
to dig around the vines at the base of one of the legs to see how far it went. So you're still underneath the legs at least part way, correct? Okay, yeah, that's that's a fair point. So in that case, I'm going to do a bit more mold earth to see if I can try to trace these things to at least some distance away from the ship. That It's a cantrip, so you take all the time you need to do that, certainly. Um, JR, could you get the ship um, flying so that uh, it doesn't fall in? Well, I can do that. Oh, excellent. Sorry, I, I didn't know if you wanted to use your spell slots. They're not useful for anything right now. Okay. I will save mine for healing then. And once we've found some vines that are at some distance away from the ship, I'll cast Blight on them. Okay. They have to make a constitution save 16, and if they count as plants, that's a disadvantage. Plants are magical plants. Okay. What is the radius for your spell? You said it has a range of 30 feet. Uh, yes, but it's a targeted spell. Ooh. Now the DM must ask himself, mm-hmm. how does he parse this? If this it helps, Blight does necromat- necromancy damage. Technically speaking, all of the vines are one entity. Okay, well, Zax, you said that you were acting as a living blast shield for Zenosha. Yep. So, I'm going to say, Zax and Zenosha, give me constitution saves, but Zenosha's may be at advantage. Oh no, I've rolled a 5 plus 3 for an 8. Can I use my inspiration to try again? You most certainly may. I'm gonna do that. With advantage, I got a 6. Well, <laughs> Now I've got a 10 plus a 3 for a 13. Okay, well, neither of you makes the save. You both take 17 points of force damage. Oh. Okay, not if you had been standing about. right next to it, you would have been taking a lot more. There is now a crater inside the crater. Actually, that's not true. The crater that you dug up with mold earth is gone and has been replaced with a larger one. How's the ship? Well, it is currently, at this point, four of the legs are free. Due to explosion damage. Um, it will not set down level, but it can be set down. Okay. Sorry, Chroma. What does it have? Six. It's based off of an insect. Okay. He may where? need to talk to Sniv. Where can we put the ship where these won't get it? Like, can we park it on top of a building or something? Well, right now, two of the legs are still trapped. So oh. <laughs> where you can put it is exactly where it is. Unless you want to cause a couple more explosions, which if you do, I mean, the DM is here for this content. Go ahead. I, um, yeah, um, could, could you maybe dig out the, um, other legs a little ways? Every time we touch these vines, they explode. No, they don't. Every time we touch them, they glow. They only explode if we damage them. Oh, yeah. Still really weird, though. Not that weird if they're meant to keep something stuck in one place freeing yourself is more dangerous than staying trapped so you choose to stay trapped i have a solution sort of i mean i have a solution to the symptom or to the side effects of curing the symptom not to the problem um i summon my protector cannon wait we're not in a fight um well, we kind of are i mean there's been explosions were you were you standing in the bad again? You were standing in the bad again, weren't you? I'm a barbarian. We're always standing in the bad. Or okay, we're fighting well, yeah, the bad. You're the tank. You, yeah. I got no problem with you. Right, the rest right. of you, mm-hmm. were you standing? Hey, you're I'm the a tank too. She is, really. Also, you built me. So no, I don't have a problem with you. But you. Oh. And it, it turns its equivalent of a turret towards Zenosha. Actually, I've seen you turn into a bear. You're also. A, is there anyone here who took damage that is not a tank? I want to be mad at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're going to have anybody to be mad at. I think it was just us this time. But I, I am a tank that climbed inside another tank. This is true. Um, anyway, could you... Um... Hurt, though, too. Well, Neri's currently inside the Red Star, keeping it slightly aloft. Yeah, so... <laughs> you were saying, Chroma? Could you do the thing where um, you put a bubble around me? Excellent! All right. Um, now I can work on, um, getting things free. What does the bubble do? Temporary hit points. Ah, okay. For some reason I thought that I'd forgotten a different ability that it gives you. No, but I have described, uh, Sanctuary as putting a bubble. 
That is also true. Warcraft Paladins for the win. <laughs> okay, and I see a nine rolled, so that's nine temporary hit points, I'm assuming? Mm-hmm. Okay, and what part of it are you going to attack? The uh, part at the very bottom of one of the legs. I think I am going to... Well, I'm going to see if it's completely immune to cold damage. I'm going to try to Ray of Frost it. Okay. You cast Ray of Frost, and the weather outside is temporarily frightful in a very localized area. Huh. All right, then. Good thing I have a dagger. (laughs) (laughs) I appreciate the image that Cindy has given us of Chroma as being a hamster in a ball. In my headcanon now, as Chroma runs forward towards the leg in this sphere, at one point the sphere picks up speed because there's like an incline or something, and we watch the sphere do a full rotation with Chroma doing the full rotation inside of it rather than running inside of it. Possibly for more than one rotation. Possibly all the way down into the crater that's underneath the red star now. But this is all flavor. This does not use up any of the temporary hit points. But you do pull out your dagger and you decide this is how I'm going to do it. So give me a dexterity or sleight of hands check. 21. Okay. You successfully nick it just a little bit. It glows immediately. If you wish to apply more pressure, you may. You have not cut through it, but you didn't create an insta-bomb like happened earlier. I'm trying to free the leg. Okay. Then, in that case, forget sleight of hand altogether. Go right to the con save. That's a failure, but here's the good news. Even though you're taking max damage instead of half, max damage, because of my low roll, is a seven. You still have temporary hit points left. Indeed I do. And the turret is up and can refresh them. I have never been more happy in my life. Only the tanks are taking damage. (laughs) (laughs) This is, this is a glorious moment. You can deactivate me after this. I will never reach this level of perfection again. Okay, so you get, now you now have 12 temporary hit points as they don't stack. Uh Uh-huh. And you go for the last leg and give me a con save. Hey, you're taking half damage this time, which will be five. You take five points of force damage. All right. I think the red star is free. Park it on a building. Maybe. Nary? Ellie, you there? I'm here, but I'm in their ship. I'm pretty sure I can't hear them. Okay. Well, Uh, I can tell you, you know that you're definitely free by now because as you are controlling the ship, you are aware of all of its parts. There are fewer parts now than there used to be. All the legs are shorter, not all of them the same length anymore. Okay, I'll lift off and try and find somewhere safe to land. Probably okay. on top of the building. It's a good thing you thought of that. It's it's like convergent evolution. Okay, mm-hmm. so you find a building that looks like it can support the Red Star's weight, and you park it down. It's not quite level. If someone comes in and drops a marble, they're going to find it by going to a certain location in a corner of the Red Star each and every yep. time they drop a marble. Um the galley, you might not want to set any cups or bowls down on the table. Just saying there, there might be um, a demonstration of gravity if you do. But it's free. It's landed. You could probably take it off again if you wanted to. We need a lot of sugar packets. I'm not following that one. Mm-mm. You put a sugar packet under the leg of a wobbly table. Oh, right. Ah, I never do that because... Uh, we have a lot of ants here. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah. I usually go with folded up cardboard, but that works too. All right. So Molo watches this happen and goes, that was um, rather destructive. That's kind of how we roll, Molo. Oh, you won't hear me complaining. I yeah. don't tend to argue with results. That's usually what Sniff does. Yeah. Yeah, Sniff likes to argue a lot actually, in an annoying tone. Actually, in Sniff's position... They don't argue so much as just tell you you've done something wrong. Uh, and that, yeah. that was a load-bearing wall, Molo. Oh. If I have to hear that complaint one more time, yes, I know every one of those walls was load-bearing, but now we don't have to worry about the ceiling anymore. Yeah, oh. right. I mean, Sniff just never sees ahead like that, you know? Instant skylight. <laughs> <laughs> Politics is arguing as a profession. I'd rather hit things. Same. 
Me too! I give, I give Molo a fist bump. Well, I mean, I hit things with, um, rays of frost and stuff, but... And grenades. You hit things with your brain. That is still valid. Uh-huh. So long as you're not doing it literally with your brain, that means your helmet failed. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we did hit a brain once, though. But it wasn't hers. Right. I'm gonna go check on the other ships. Okay. Right. Which <laughs> Good should, luck. We should probably head over to Sniv, see if they know anything about this vine situation. Yeah, I guess we have to. So here's the thing about the other ships, and it occurs to several of you. I'm not going to require rules for it. Whoever knows it first mentions it to the others. The angel ships are built to be lowered to the ground when they've landed. A kobold going underneath a landed angel ship can reach up and touch the underside of the hull. We should see how bad the angel ships are. An explosion from freeing an angel ship the way you freed the Red Star will, in fact, damage a significant portion of the angel ship. Crud. So, yeah, we need to get at the source of this thing, which, unfortunately, our best place is to check with Sniv, because they're the ones who coordinate everything. So we're making it their problem. Okay. Okay. Well, I think this is a good spot to have a transitional sequence. We've been playing for close to an hour. What do you say we take a short stretch break? Yep. I need to run off anyway. I will be right back. All right. Okay. I'm going to press buttons and also be right back. All right. I have been told to press all the buttons. I have pressed the stop recording button. Oh, no. And the stop streaming button. And the delete backups button. Oh, no. End campaign button. <laughs> history eraser button. Make Sniv Stone Tail a member of the party button. <laughs> oh, no. I assure you, I will be your best ally in the encounters to come. I think your next encounter is with the sun. (laughs) Sniv will somehow survive. (laughs) Actually, thinking about it, because I have statted Sniv out, I know exactly how Sniv will survive. Sniv would survive that encounter. Wow. Sniv is a bard. Trickery is a thing. In any case, (laughs) he would turn out to be a Sniv bot. (laughs) (laughs) Ellie, you've got your inspiration back. So... With that said, uh, we come back from the commercial break. Not that there was much of a commercial. Uh, hashtag please sponsor us. Um, in Sniv's office, Sniv's various assistants are there. Zax has already at this point picked up every single one of them. And Just Sniv, got to check, you know. Yep. Might not be a kobold. Well, you have determined that they are all, if they are not kobolds, they are very, very light monsters. Yeah, there'll be no problem. Yeah. You could probably throw them pretty well. Yep. Hello? Have you heard about the explosion vines yet? The what now? Ah, that's a no. So the angel ships all got entangled by explosive vines. Really now? Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. A bunch of vines came out of nowhere and started ensnaring the spaceships. At that moment, the doors open and Ertos comes in. Hey, uh, I got some bad news. The angel ships are all wrapped up in explosive vines. Yes, I have heard. Wow, you learned everything really fast. That must be why you're in charge. Yes, I have a very good network of informants. Go take the rest of the day off. What? You heard me. Take the rest of the day off. You've been working really hard. This is the best day of my life. (laughs) I'm going to spend the entire day working on my green slime and alchemist fire mixture. This is going to be fantastic. What have I done? The moon You'll base. probably hear what you've done at some point. It's okay. You can use um, the room I set up for um, explodey things. It's in my lab. I mean, it's not a room so much as um, kind of a box made of blast shields, but it's a wide box. Sounds like a plan. I'm out of here. And then the DM only has to do one voice. Hooray! 
<laughs> In all honesty, they've earned it. The things they have done to move this base forward. Well, you've worked with Ertos. Real go-getter. In any case, how dangerous are these explosive vines? They explode. Well, I mean... The angel uh, ships would be damaged the by the explosions if they were disentangled. The Red Star lost most of its legs. The angel ships aren't as tall as the Red Star. They'd lose chunks of their body. And we, need we to... really don't want to spend all the time we spent repairing them, repairing them again. Right. The vines spread up apparently overnight. Um, I don't know exactly what that means from a plant point of view, but um, that it's means... It's very there's... unusual. Yeah. So there's probably a source. Have you seen plants like this before? Uh uh Not exactly, but, I mean, I've seen vines. I have seen plants or other creatures that can appear to explode, but... Not this specific configuration, no. So we're left with some possibilities. One, it's spontaneously generated. Probably not happened, but, you know, who knows. Two, we have a saboteur. Wouldn't be the first time. We'll put that on the maybe list. Three, there was an accident. Also on the maybe list. They sprung up overnight. Yes. What happened during the day? Evil uh, trees. Oh, the mission I sent Ertos on. You helped with that? Yes. Hmm. Good thing, too, because there were three trees and those things could take a beating. How'd that go? I did not prevent forest fires. Ah, wonderful. That sentiment is going to come back to bite me, I'm sure. Oh, well, well, you're talking to Zeely's daughter. I am very much aware. See, as for think... saboteur, though, that's... I don't know, we're... We're talking some pretty extreme magic to get all those vines to show up overnight. I don't think the saboteur was here. Granted, this is guesswork, but if you were fighting evil trees, you said, and then the next day some plant-like thing is wrapped around your ship and is spreading, could it be that you brought something back with you? Maybe, but we didn't go into the angel ships. No, it spread. The evil tree branch did apparently look like a Neogi leg. Sniv stares at you for a brief moment, <laughs> then pulls out a glass of water and a small white tablet, and he drops the white tablet into the water and it begins to turn into bubbles. Before it has finished turning into bubbles, he chugs the whole thing. You hear the crunching of the tablet because it is not fully dissolved. That's the appropriate response to Neogis, yes. Did you see any signs of Umberhulks? Not this time, fortunately. Honestly, I can deal with Neogi the Mind control thing is a bit annoying, but they're cobalt size, and therefore, well, snacks can tell you. We have plenty of things that can make them go squish. Yeah. Well, these trees weren't cobalt sized. They were eat a cobalt in a single bite sized. From what we gather from Dax, it's actually two bites, but yes. All right, well, we came here wondering if you had any information on the vines, but it sounds like we'll have to go out and investigate it ourselves. Well... I've got a good suggestion for where you can start. Our ship? Not just the ship. The last place you parked it. Yeah, you... sounds like a good place to start. There's probably more there than trees. Those trees weren't natural, obviously. For what we've gathered from Neogi life cycles, it's, it's really messed up, but trees aren't part of it. There's something out there that can do these things to Neogi. You're probably going to need to stop that. So, wait, the trees are Neogi? Well, they had Neogi legs. Really Maybe weird. the Neogi are imitating trees? Can they do that? Not on their own. Which means something, or perhaps someone, is helping them. I don't think it was <laughs> done to them willingly. No, Neri? I can't imagine. I think you're the one who found the leg? It was actually Ertos. Oh, I thought Neri was the one who made the survival check. Oh, well, Neri had the bits of branch still attached to her briefly. Those were the legs that were examined. Uh, the rest were kind of um, incinerated slightly. All right, well, we got a vine problem to solve. We got to find who's causing it. Get rid of them. Problem solved. That's the idea. Yep. If they're a kobold, bring them back for questioning. If they're not a kobold, the bringing them back thing becomes optional. All right. They've done things that have caused harm. I will not tolerate that. 
But once we actually agree on something, this is strange. You will find, as you get a bit older, that there are in fact a lot of things that we agree on. But our positions are different. There are choices you can make, young Zax, that I am not able to make. Power doesn't always mean freedom. Okay, anyway, I don't quite get it, but I'll think about it. Anyway, you've got a job to do, and I have <sighs> paperwork. All right, so yeah, let's head to the shed right. and examine the place where we killed the trees. Okay. Um, you all have a wonderful experience of going up a flight of stairs and going through a skylight. <laughs> Did I have to break it? <laughs> uh, no, Mo- this is one of the ones that Molo made. Molo made it for us. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. There's, there's a significant number of skylights throughout the city. Some of them are aftermarket inclusions, uh, additions right. rather. Um, and for some reason, you see a kobold dressed in blue and red swinging around a spire. <laughs> Not unlike a certain gif that a certain Cindy has put into a certain Discord chat. And all is well with the world. Okay. Who's got the highest passive perception? Uh, I got an 18. Oh, no. I'm lower than that. I, I know it's not Chroma because it's wisdom-based. Yeah. Mine is kind of low, too. I have 14. Depending on if it's sight-based, uh, the robe would give me advantage. Okay. Well, I'm going to say Aaron? that's an... Yes? What's your passive perception? Sorry, uh, 19. Okay. Oh. Well, I'm going to say that because of her background as a druid, Zenosha somehow managed to pick this up first in spite of the one-point difference, but Neri is close behind. Uh, when you get back to the ship, you notice that the vines on the legs that survived, because where the blast was, that destroyed the legs and the vines. But higher up, there were more vines. Oh, no. The vines have started to spread down. Now, they have not reached the bottoms of what's left of the legs. The ship can take off just fine. It is possible... If you had decided, let's take another long rest just for the heck of it, maybe the DM will say that we get to level up this time, then you would have to repeat the entire scenario again, but instead of out in front of the city, instead on top of it. That would be bad. Oh, no, it'd be fantastic. It would make for great recording. (laughs) So, yeah, let's get this ship off of the building before our problem gets worse. All right, everybody in. We've tried a lot of different damages. Um, what haven't we tried yet on these vines? Does any damage cause this explosion? Or is it only certain kinds of damage? Because they didn't explode when we used Ray of Frost. So cold did nothing, right? And stretching it out and breaking it that way makes it so go boom. Physical harm does it. Did Have we try we fire? Peeling them off from the top? I don't know. Did What about poison? Plants don't like poison, right? I don't know. Is blight poison? What? Blight. Zenosha cast blight. Is that poison? That's necrotic. So we've done cold fire, or cold fire and necrotic? Did we try fire? I I I didn't want to burn the ship. We did or did not? The explosions are force damage, so even their self-inflicted damage is not fire damage. That is not one you've tried. You've tried piercing, necrotic. Breaking it. (laughs) Blunt damage. Yeah. I imagine slashing will do the same. So we haven't tried fire. We haven't tried poison. It seems to be immune to cold. I'm going to guess that lightning probably won't be much better than anything else. But poison and fire, potentially, since they're plants, perhaps could produce another kind of reaction, or perhaps not a reaction. I can you... do poison damage with a, with a dragon's breath. We can see if that will do any harm or not harm. Let's get some distance away from the buildings yeah, first. just in case. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. Let's not, let's not have this hurt anyone else. But yeah, worth a shot, I suppose. Have so we I tried take it, grenade just... damage? What? Grenade damage. Have we tried that? What does the grenade do? Goes boom. fire? I assume that damage type was grenade. The way Chroma talks about it, it may be holy damage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, radiant. Yes. Well, plants like light, I think. Radiant is oh. not light damage. No, no, no. I don't. No, never mind. Sometimes it's radiation. I like how we were all quiet after that. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone thinks about the implications of this newfound knowledge. <laughs> I, 
I, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Somehow, Chroma finds a way to concoct a device that does radiant damage. No, no, radiation <laughs> damage. Radiation damage. Radiation is different. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so are you going to where the trees were, or are you sitting down a safe distance away from the moon base and attempting to destroy the vine some more? I say let's go to where the trees were, and then we can do our tests there. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a plan. So you land outside of the area that I shared with you two weeks ago with that map of ruined area. Um, it's not the same as the map, but it's similar in that there's like areas that look like there were buildings there. Most of the buildings are toppled down. Not quite yet at the stage where not one stone is left upon another, but a stiff breeze may in fact get it closer to that stance. Um, there are various trees that look like they were planted here recently, but then Dax was here recently planting trees. Uh, none of them attack you on sight. Attempts to go around poking them to see if they will attack you reveal that they are, in fact, the kind that will bleed a little bit of sap and not try to eat you. Uh, let's try to get some vines off the ship and see if poison hurts them. I'm willing to try it. In the name of, what was the word she used? Science? Did we find more vines? Yeah, There's but you didn't take all the vines the off of the legs of, of the Red Star. The ones that were down at cobalt height were broken off, but the vines went all the way up the leg. No, I mean, um, did we find any vines around here? Oh, around here? Well, none of you looked. Oh, okay. I was looking at the ship. Right. What do we roll for that? <laughs> I would say perception. Okay. I've rolled a 16 plus 4 for a 20. Ooh. Ooh. And we've got uh, 24 from Neary. Snacks is too busy but looking at the ship, the vines on the ship. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> Snacks has the math symbols floating in front of his face yeah. as he's thinking of the various kinds of spell damage that can be done. Yeah, that's, that, let's go with that. That works. <laughs> oh, no. Chroma rolled a zero. Chroma is oblivious. Oh. Chroma has gotten distracted uh, by snacks and the discussion of spell damage types. By the way, for the mass symbols in front of Snacks' face, for some reason, you also see the words potassium benzoate, and that's bad. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to go with the 24 perception that Neri gave us. Uh, Neri thinks, you know what, if they grew up the legs, then we should probably look where we landed last time. Because you didn't land in the exact same spot, just close to it. So you go over to the indentations in the ground that were made by the legs. The legs are spiky. So if the ground is soft at all, and it's not just hard stone or metal, they sink in a ways. So when you go over and look at that, and you see that it's sunk down about a foot, you see there's a bit of vine down there. Do we want to try it on the ship first, or do we want to try what's in the ground first? Huh? What? Vines here. Look. Oh! Oh, we did find vines here. Okay. They're not on the surface. They're under the ground. But we can see, like, little tendrils or something? <laughs> kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh, well, I say we test on the stuff in the ground so that if they do explode, we're not damaging our ship anymore. Right, yeah. That would be bad. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. So right. we're going to test poison first? I will. We'll try that first. Um, I could also do. I have an acid arrow, uh, but somehow I don't think I don't think acid's going to be the, the answer here. Nor lightning. I think it's either fire or poison. Acid arrow would probably kill it within six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> that's been the. That's been. That curse been has been the, lifted. We have had something yeah. last long enough to take twice. acid damage the, the next turn. <laughs> At least twice. I was just recently listening to that recording for the first time, Ari cast Acid Arrow. <laughs> Who was listening to it? I was listening to it because oh, I were. went back to listen to the old Oregano episodes uh, because yeah. the critical recovery team went to Oregano. Right. Oh, jeez. Oh, no, it's, it's totally fine now. <laughs> Didn't we leave now. a smoking crater? <laughs> Apparently, it was not completely destroyed by the Kraken. And the party never really did a full clear. So there were things that were already there, that were still there, and there were things that came in to find a new home. <laughs> and now the other team has gone searching and found them. <laughs> yes. 
Yes, but that's a different campaign that is on the planet. You're on the moon, and you're about to cast Acid Arrow or some type of poison damage no, uh, spell on the ground. Breath. Dragon's Breath. I will do breath. Dragon's oh. Breath, and okay. I will breathe. Basically, it is a, the spell does a 15-foot cone. So what I'm hoping to do is catch some bit of the vine in the cone and, or down the, I don't know, the, down the cracks, whatever we might be able to do here, uh, and see what poison damage does to these vines. Okay. Roll your damage. All right. The spell will last for a minute. So if I need to do it multiple times, I can do so. In case we need to see or you maybe try it like here, it did nothing, but on the ship, it might prove more useful. And what level is... Uh, Snacks brand level, lawn so. care. Yeah. <laughs> 3d6 at this level. We'll just try the basic level and see what it does. So we'll do seven points of poison damage. Ah, you're rolling in the a different channel. Oh, but sorry, I see my it. bad. Okay. It's all good. Oh, it was in the cute channel. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, all, all the animals are now wondering why you're attacking them with dragon's breath. <laughs> including the doves with curls. I, I don't understand that, but thank you for letting me know those things exist. Um, nothing happens. They don't explode, but they don't die? Nothing happens. Hmm. All right, I'm going to use Mold Earth to dig them up a little bit more. And then I'm going to back up and use Produce Flame to throw a tiny little I'm... bit of fire at them. From how far away? Uh, once again, 30 feet. I will back up to 35 feet. Do you need a blast shield again? Because I can do that again. <laughs> it would be appreciated. Okay, I'm going to go be a blast shield for, for Zenosha again. I um, I should summon my turret again, so that my turret can give you both temporary hit points. Cool. Wait, wait, that's not a hit. Why? Why? I was so happy before. I was so happy before. It was only the tanks that were standing in the bad place. Why is the wizard so close? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I'll gladly move back farther. So, how many hit temp HP do we get? Looks like six. Six? Okay. Excellent. To be fair, it can do that again next round. Which is also true. So, roll for your fire damage. I'm not going to require anyone to roll to hit because it's a very stationary target. <laughs> Nine damage? You roll to attack them. Now, roll your con saves. Okay. <sighs> I still get advantage because I'm using a yes. blast shield. All right, I got a 19 plus 3 for a 22. You're going to take half damage. Why do You're I keep rolling low? Left. What's that? Yeah. I keep rolling low on these advantage ones. Got an 11 total. That's why okay. I'm being a blast shield. <laughs> uh, so that's seven points of damage, which means because it's reduced by half, uh, Zax is taking three points of damage, but Zenosha's taking the full seven. Okay. So, fire acted like everything else. Poison did, well, we can't, it didn't die, but it didn't react. Yeah, I don't think this is exactly a natural plant. No, but we have to find something it's vulnerable to, or at least doesn't react in an explosive fashion. How about we investigate the area and try to figure out where these things came from? Uh, Chroma. That sounds good. Yeah. I have been rolling perception checks for you behind the scenes, as I fully appreciate i did not before but i fully and truly appreciate your wisdom of no <laughs> <laughs> having rolled this many perception checks behind the scenes <laughs> but as even a broken analog watch is right twice a day i was beginning to fear that you were in fact as an artificer digital <laughs> no more for I have rolled an 18, which brings it down to 17. But still, <laughs> that's high enough. You feel a buzzing sensation in one of your pouches. Ah, I better answer that. You open up the pouch, it's the egg. <laughs> if you're hatching, I'm going to be concerned. Chroma takes the egg out. It, your fingers are going numb when you're holding it. Uh, that's what protective gloves are for. <sighs> Oh, you're a magic-absorbing egg. By and the way. And these are probably magic vines. And... I'm going to touch the egg to the vines. Oh, no. <laughs> okay. 
I am a very wise DM. I have planned for all of the possible repercussions of actions. I have you have chosen to touch the egg to the vines. Sorry, what were you saying? I'm saying I was not planning for this eventuality. I I should have seen it as an eventuality. I gave you these tools. When one has a hammer, every problem looks like a nail. And the hammer's vibrating. And (laughs) to quote a line from Adam Savage's book, which is, by the way, a great book, and I highly recommend it, inside every tool is a hammer. So Chroma goes up to the exposed vines that were not blown away from fire damage, and you just go up and touch the egg to the vines? Yeah. Okay. This is the thing that is happening. (laughs) oh i love this game so much i love that every week i get to sit down and hang out with my friends and have things like this occur i love this so darned much i should probably put down the temporary hit points from the turret yeah i would argue that as you go up to do this the turret decides that it should give its creator some temporary hit points just because (laughs) so yes you have seven temporary hit points good for you I'm looking I'm not just stalling for the sake of stalling. I'm also stalling to look over my notes to see exactly how this is going to pan out. When you combine this many homebrew things and third party things together, sometimes things break in interesting ways. I'm going to say give me a constitution save. That seems to go well for us. Nineteen. Okay, you're gonna take half damage. That would be three. You still have temporary hit points remaining. But it's not force damage. Uh Uh-oh. It's lightning damage. Oh! The egg you were holding exploded. Oh, no! In front of you is a thing. It looks like a bird. A fairly large bird by cobalt standards. It... it, One could argue that in Dungeons & Dragons terms is actually a medium-sized bird. So, about the size of a person. Very large wingspan. I hatched it. I hatched the egg. I didn't know that I could do that. I'm going to share this picture with you. It I is... hatched the egg. <laughs> the center of it is mostly red. It is glowing. The feathers at the edges of its wings are purple. And all around it is crackling lightning. Okay. This is going to be really good or really bad. That sounds like a thunderbolt. Am I a mom now? I don't know. And on that glorious note, that's where we're going to end it for the evening. (laughs) Okay. Because while we have not been playing for a full two hours, combat would take us well beyond that. Yeah, it would. (laughs) And it's a school night. So thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, everyone, for playing. Tonight, we've been joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Cindy, Matt, Jen, Eo, Ellie, Archbeth, hanging out in chat, Craig, Always listening, but not in a creepy way, I'm sure. Let's do a few quick plugs. So, uh, first of all, Ellie runs a social network. Elek.xyz. E-L-E-K-K dot X-Y-Z. It is on a Mastodon compatible server. If you want to invite, anyone on the server can create an invite code for you. Those of us who have social media accounts on various locations who are willing to share that information, you can find that on the cast page, which is linked in the show notes. Eo's mom writes books. You can find those at elizabeth-mccoy.com. Jen has a blog and podcast. You can find those at bookofjen.net. Matt's brother-in-law writes books. You can find those at nogodsbeforeus.com. Cindy is awesome. This statement continues to be true. And we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash cogwheelgaming. Help us keep the lights on. Join other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Janatalok, Mickey, Shen Shen, and Walter. And until next time, this is Crash saying, this is kind of sort of how Zeely felt, I think. Oh, I wonder no. if anyone should tell Zeely that she's a grandmother now. Also, that Chroma has no idea how to raise a child. Well, you mentioned we're going to be starting off with combat, which means we might be about <laughs> to kill Chroma's child. Doesn't every new life start off with a combat round? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've never been a parent myself, but I, 
I make assumptions. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>